I know now what Robert wants from me. He has admitted that he's involved in something I never suspected. It is almost impossible for me to believe, but it is true. He wants me to join him in a pact with Satan. What's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, I am coming at you with the 1980 drama horror thriller, The Hearse. An ancient house. It's haunted. And you're a ghost. A phantom car that's still roaming the old county road in search of victims. You're not going to get me or not! A terrifying confrontation with evil. Trish Van Lydia, Joseph Cotton, The Hearse. A classic experience in fright. Rated PG. A schoolteacher moves into a deceased aunt's home in a small town only to find herself plagued by the supernatural occurrences and unexplained hostility from the local townspeople connected to her aunt's past. This is directed by George Bowers, written by William Belch and Mark Tenser. And this stars Trish Van Vandeveer, a Joseph Cotton, David... Ooh. I don't even try to <laughs> pronounce that last name. Donald Orton, Med Flory, Donald uh, Petrie, I think that's his name, Christopher McDonald, Perry Lang, Fred Franklin, Al Hansen, Chuck Mitchell. Uh, you might all know him as Porky uh, from the Porky's films and a bunch of other people. All right. The Hearse. What does it say on the poster? The barrier between life and death is no greater than the thickness of a door and now the door is open the hearse okay uh this was the first time that i had seen this film it is on hulu or on hulu it is on youtube full movie no not cut up or anything uh not like uh night warning or butcher baker nightmare maker nothing it, it, it wasn't cut up um but yeah, again, this was my uh, first time watching this film. Hold on, let me read what it says on Google. Newly divorced Jane Hardy decides to spend the summer in her home given by her uh, dead aunt. On the way there, she is she has a dangerous encounter with an old hearse, and it doesn't take her long to discover that the, the house itself is haunted. It seems that the aunt was dabbling in the occult while she was alive, and when Jane meets... Uh, charming local Tom Sullivan, she is attracted to him and desire overshadows signs that he may be the ghost of her dead aunt's lover. That's pretty much the whole movie right there, everybody, whoever wrote this. Um, but 
for a first time watching this, I, I, I guess it just never really got my attention to, to watch this film. Um, I remember seeing the poster because the poster, we see the hearse with the back open and we see this lady in a, a nightgown. Um, I don't remember anyone ever talking about it when, when it came out and I don't, I listen to a lot of horror podcasts and I don't remember anyone ever listening or mentioning this film. Um, uh, but in the end, overall, I thought this was a really, really good film. I, I, I loved it. I mean, I love the score. I love the actors that were in it. Um, I love the story. Um, a little bit of the ending because it was just one of those boom over. And I was like, that's it. Um, there was kind of, there's explain like the synopsis I just read, there's explanations on what's going on in it, but I was just not satisfied with the ending. I mean, when this was, this was a one and done story. I think if, if it was a book, uh, it would probably be, uh, come out a little, probably make a little more sense, but all right. Jane Hardy is a school a uh, school teacher in San Francisco suffers from a nervous breakdown following divorce and the stimulus death of her uh, mother. To emotionally recover, she decides to spend the summer in a rural town of Blackford in a home left by her late Aunt Rebecca. Upon arriving, she is given keys to the house by Walter Pitchard, Pitchard I think as I say it, a local attorney who claims Jane's mother once pronounced to bestow him the property. Um... Shortly after moving in, Jane begins experiencing supernatural occurrences, including witnessing uh, apparitions of her aunt Rebecca and a ghostly black hearse driven by a mysterious man that pulls into the driveway before vanishing. Furthermore, she is unsettled by the locals' passive-aggressive reactions to her presence in the town, including from Pritchard, um, who is deliberately unhurried uh, to place uh, the home in her hands. All right. Or in her name. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Jane, she's just. We start off in San Francisco. Not really sure what part. I want to say it was right around Lombard Street. I, I think. that That's the area it looked like. But I, I couldn't really tell. But she she gets out of town. She goes to the house uh, that she's uh, was, she inherits. And she doesn't know. I mean, she gets there and people are just like giving her the, the dirty looks and all this. And the, the guy picture, Pit, Walter Pritchard, uh, the local attorney, he was saying that uh, her, her aunt Rebecca promised him the house. So he's kind of just being an asshole uh, to her and everything. But um, she kind of she's driving down and she sees this old hearse kind of like uh, doesn't bumper off the road but it was like it's driving all crazy and she at this point she she doesn't know what's happening so but she starts she does realize that people are are, are being an asshole to her so she kind of goes into town uh trying to get some workers to help her uh just um fix up the house because it, it needs some repairs so she kind of hires she hires this one kid um i just remember him from 1941 uh, Perry Lang, he plays uh, Paul Gordon. She hires him to come help her, and he kind of takes a little, uh, a little. He gets a little crush on her. She's a beautiful, she's a beautiful young woman. Um, 
Jane Hardy, but what was her name? Um, Trish Van Vanderveer. What else has she done? She doesn't look familiar. Oh, the Changeling. She was in that. See, I didn't have to rewatch that. I haven't seen that in forever. Um, looks like she done a lot of TV. I guess the Changeling she did right before the hearse. Um, she did some TV and some other movies. Hmm, looks like she started her career. Jeez, in 1951? Alright. Um, but, so she's just trying to get this house to, this house in, her house in order. But then she slowly starts to see, see things. Um, she's not really sure what, because there's a scene when she's, uh, climbing on the outside of her, on a ladder of her house and she's trying to fix some stuff. And we see a woman looking out the window at her. And she looks in and sees her, and ah, she gets freaked out. She's uh, her, she's on a ladder. I, I don't know if the thing was like second, the second floor, third floor. I don't remember. She falls backwards because she's holding onto the ladder and the the um the roofing that hangs over the side. Luckily, that ladder was tall enough to hit that and then bounce her back to the house. Or she'd have ah, fell straight back, and that would probably been the end of the movie. But so she starts seeing things like that. Things around the house. She's not really sure uh, what they are and why. So she starts doing uh, some more investigations. And uh, she does find out uh, some stuff about her aunt. Um, it says Jane hires Paul. Okay, going back. Jane hires Paul, uh, the son of a local hardware store owner, to help her repairs on the home. Jane finds a trunk in the attic with full of aunt's personal mementos, including a diary in which she wrote. Uh, of her life as a minister's wife late at late one night june jane crashes her car on the way home and is given a ride by tom sullivan a mysterious but kind man passing in a vintage black car tom pays uh for the tow uh and jane and returns the following night with her car jane accepts an invitation for to go boating in a nearby lake so yeah that's how she meets uh, Tom, and he's just a nice guy. I've only seen him in the Star Trek The Motion Picture. That's the only thing else I've seen him in. It says, Later that night, Jane uncovers more details from her Aunt Rebecca's diary to reveal Rebecca has indicated that by her boyfriend, Robert, who is a devil worshiper and convinced her to join him in a pact with Satan. Shortly after, Jane has a vivid nightmare in which she is taken, by, uh, taken away by the hearse as her aunt watches from the house and Jane observes her own funeral. Jane's mental stability is further challenged by other odd goings on in the house, including the sounds that she uh, believes are people breaking in at night. She later sees a woman from one of her nightmares at a local church, but fears are uh, arrested by the Reverend Winston. All right. Again, she's starting to see things in the house. She doesn't really know. Uh, she met this nice man, Tom. But when she finds her aunt's uh, diary or journal, she's reading it all and finds out that she was into uh, occult stuff. Basically, um, stuff to make you live forever. I remember that's what, that's what they were saying. Uh, once the house was finally probated by Jane, Pritchard confirms to Jane that her aunt Rebecca worshipped Satan and upon her death, the hearse carrying her body crashed on a nearby road and the driver of the hearse along with Rebecca's body and and her coffin unexpectedly disappeared. All right. This hearse that keeps popping up every now and then. There's this uh the the driver, he's 
tall guy, mustache, uh, looks evil. I mean, all these apparitions she's seeing, they're not like uh, scary looking mutilated ghosts or anything. They just look, they just look like normal people. Because when her, her aunt keeps popping up, we just see this, this lady's uh, older lady. Well, she's not old. She's young, but uh, we know it's her. Or we kind of put two and together that it's her. So, but every time she mentions this hearse and there's a mysterious tall guy chasing her, everyone's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But later when the guy that, uh, the, the, the attorney guy that said he, he wanted the house, he's the one that tells her that, yeah, he goes, your aunt, when, when she died, she, the, the hearse crashed and we never knew what happened, uh, with her. So that's, we're putting, okay, now that that's the hearse that's that's driving around so um since the event so okay okay yeah since since this event locals have been haunted by the image of the hearse meanwhile jane continues her romance with tom and after date invites him into her home where they have sex jane's romance with tom upsets paul who expresses that he too is that he too is attracted to her yeah, that one guy that, uh, that that comes over and is is always helping helping her. He's like I said earlier, he was trying to throw his Mac down on her, but she was like, you know what? I'm seeing this guy, so and he kind of gets mad. He goes, oh, did did he spend the night? And she's like, uh, I don't think I don't know who you think you are that I have to tell you my personal business. So he kind of gets mad. So um, because she yeah, because when she, when Tom came over, she one thing led to they had dinner and then one thing led to another and he ended up crushing it and then when she woke up he was gone and that's when uh paul came over and he kind of got into it with him one night one night after tom fails to arrive for a date yeah because after that first date she he goes i, I want to see you again she's like right, well come over tomorrow so he goes all right well i'll see you then one night after tom fails to arrive on the date drunken pritchard begins vandalizing the home causing jane to flee in terror yeah, Jane was sitting in her house waiting for Tom to show up. And then all of a sudden windows started breaking and we don't know uh, why. So she's she's just ah, she ends up running out of the house, getting in the car and taking off. Um, He. Oh, when we go outside, we see that it's the attorney guy. He's got like a, a crowbar and he's just he's drunk and he's just breaking the windows. And then he goes into the house and then something, something gets him. So he's like, oh man. So she, she just hauls ass out of there. Paul arrives shortly after to leave flowers for Jane only to be attacked by an unseen assailant. Yeah, this one, this, this one was kind of weak. After that other guy got killed, Paul showed up with like a flower. He set it on her porch, but then he was like calling her. So, uh, cause her front door was open, but he, the screen door, the, the main door is open, the screen door shut. So he ends up going in. And he's looking around, but then he just turns around with a shocked look on his face and there's a freeze frame. And then that's the last we see of Paul. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll see what happened to him later. No, we didn't see anything. Uh, meanwhile, Jane arrives at Tom's house, but finds an inexplicably abandoned and dilapidated. Dilapidated? Yeah. She finds a framed... Uh, antique photo of a young Rebecca and with Tom. All right. Yeah. So, cause when she took off, she just got in her car and just got the hell out of there. 
she was looking for Tom. So maybe she was driving out because she was like, come on, Tom, come on, Tom, where are you? Maybe she was driving towards his house and then because uh, she knew his last name. So she kind of figured it out. She found this uh, the house, but it looks all run down and old. She goes into the house. She doesn't know it's empty and she doesn't know what the hell's going on. And that's when she finds a picture uh, of Tom and her aunt. And she's like, what the hell? So and then she goes out into the backyard and she finds uh, there's a grave out there and it says Robert Thomas Sullivan. This is terrified. Jane returns home to pack her belongings, intending to leave in the bathroom. She finds Pritchard's corpse hanging in the shower along with Paul's body. All right. Yeah. So after she sees the, the grave and everything, she's like, nah, she j- gets the hell out of there, races home. And then I don't know why she went home to start packing. I would have just took off and left everything in that house. But that's me. Um, so when she's in there, she starts to hear things. So she goes into the bathroom and the shower's on and she kind of opens up the curtain and we see Pritchard hanging there from the shower head. And she's like, ah, and then she turns around and she sees Paul's body laying there. So yeah, she starts screaming. And then all of a sudden when she's trying to leave, Tom comes walking in and he's like trying to tell her, hey, it's, it's okay, it's okay. And it says, uh, Jane is confronted by Tom who professes his love for her and explains that Rebecca was too weak and did not fulfill her pact with Satan. Promising Jane eternal life, Tom begins to cast a spell on her, but is interrupted by Reverend Winston. Yeah, Reverend Winston, he he kind of knew something was going on. So he ends up going to her house, but when he gets there, the wind picks up and he's out there saying Bible verses and get behind me, Satan, and all this. Uh, but Tom is inside, kind of just... He was chasing um, uh, Jane through the house. But, I mean, he wasn't, like, really chasing her. He'd, like, he'd be there, then she'd run into the next room, and then he'd be standing there. So he was he was popping up all over the place. And then she he's, that's when he started telling her. Because, yeah, she just, she wouldn't go all the way with the, with the ritual. Basically, uh, the ritual was to, I guess, give yourself to Satan and live forever. So that's what, why he was there and his, her aunt. Um, her aunt was dead, but I mean, I don't know. I guess her, her ghost or spirit was trying to warn her, but never, there's a lot of plot holes in this film, <laughs> but so she like, ah, she gets, she gets in the car and just hauls ass out of there. All right. Cause that's right. Tom begins to cast a spell on her, but is interrupted by Reverend Winston who begins an exorcism to save Jane. She flees in a car followed by Tom driving in the hearse. All right. Um, so she takes off down, down the road in her car. And then Tom goes out and gets in the hearse and goes chasing after her. They're mobbing down the road. They're kind of bumping into each other. And then she kind of just gets the best of them. And he goes and crashes uh, off the road a little bit. And then she just comes full speed behind him and just pushes him off the um the cliff. And the hearse goes down this ravine and blows up. And that's the end of Tom. It says the chase ends with a collision with a cause that causes the hearse to topple off a cliff and explode. Back at home, an apparition of Rebecca appears in the window as the house goes dark. All right. This see, okay. That this is what I said about the ending. Um, it was a cool little car chase, and then she just bumps him off the road. The hearse blows up, and I assume he dies. I, I don't know. And then when then it's a daytime shot, we go back in the house and we see her aunt up in the window and then that's that's your movie 
So I wasn't really thrilled by the way it ended. I was kind of like, all right, this movie was good up to that. I was like, uh, okay, I don't know, maybe they were running out of time. But, I mean, overall, it, it was a good movie. I did like the story. I liked what was going on. Uh, I just wish it would have ended a little better. Um, I'm pretty sure this is on Blu-ray. I'm going to have to pick it up because I, I, I liked it that much and that I would get it because I would definitely rewatch it again. But, um, again, the movie is on YouTube, so the whole movie's there, uncut. I mean, there isn't much to cut out. I mean, there there's not blood and gore or anything. What rating was this? I don't think it was rated R. Okay, it was it was rated PG. That's why there wasn't much in it. But um, again, I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Drama, horror, thriller. They're probably calling it horror just because of the the apparitions, the ghosts, or whatever. But um, I think it it was a good it was a good ghost story. I, I liked it. Uh, it says you can watch it on Plex, but. I don't think you want to sit through all those those ads and, and everything in this. But uh, I'm watching the trailer right now, and they're showing way too much. So, but I pretty much just told you the whole movie. But it it, it was it was good. I, I liked what was happening in it. The movie did come out in 1980, so I, I'm sure some of you listening to this did see it. But I had never seen it. I just kind of had no interest in seeing it. So. Uh, I saw that it was on YouTube, and I said, hey, might as well just watch this and talk about it. But anyway, all right, everyone, that is 1980s The Hearse, and that is it this episode. So come back tomorrow for more. So until then, be safe out there and party on.